What's up, everyone? Kent coming in here for Red Death. Pretty soon, we are going to have a brand new season coming out. We're finishing up the recordings on it, doing some editing, but here in about a month or so, brand new episode, season two, Red Death. In the meantime, we do have some things we want to start releasing, and today is the first of those things. This is a segment from Ignacia's Journal. It takes place before the first arc, as she is coming into Boston for the first time. Morgan Nuncio, who plays Ignacia, did a fantastic job writing and recording this. So, this is the first. Coming up in a couple weeks, we're going to have a letter from James to his partner, Monty. So, that's something to look forward to. Then we're going to have some fun interlude stuff that's taking place between Season 1 and Season 2. Alright, enough of that. Here's Ignacia's journal. April 4th, 1889. This is day three of being on this train, heading to Boston. I woke to the sound of the train blowing its whistle, but I saw her again. Abuelita. Like every night since I started this journey, there she was. The sun rising behind her as she pointed to the northeast, trying to lead me to my new life. I miss her so much, but I know she's always with me. The last five years have been such a blur, with Abuelita fading away mentally and eventually passing away. The strange woman named Amelia appearing and telling me about the circle and the grave dangers of the Red Death. After inducting me into the circle, she left me in pain and developing new abilities that are quite supernatural. The strange vision of the wolf and the three-eyed owl the years of using my powers on the most injured people that come through our village, locals and outsiders alike, especially bandits and outlaw gangs. I hope Esperanza is doing well now, being the town's healer. My poor cousin, she wasn't raised underneath Abuelita's wing like I was, but she picked it up quickly. I'm sure she will do well, but I can't help but to worry. I also worry about this trip into Boston and what the city will hold for me. I've never been to a large city before. I have no idea what to expect. Who will I meet? Where will I live? What will I learn? How am I to help the circle defeat the Red Death? How much will I stick out in Bostonian society as an outsider? What does that weird phrase I've been hearing mean? So many unanswered questions that only time will tell. Touching the blue of topaz Appleby gave to me years ago gives me some comfort in this uncertainty. Amelia mentioned it gives me protection from the Red Death, a token of the circle. I see it as Appleby's spirit with me, trapped within the stone. The breakfast trolley is starting to come by now, so I must leave this here. I should be reaching Boston in a few days. I will write further updates as I go. Until then. May 1st, 1889. Boston itself has been quite an adventure so far. I'm so sorry I neglected writing down things as they came. A couple days after my last post, I arrived to Boston. It was still rather chilly compared to what I'm used to in the late spring. 
There are so many people. I felt dizzy all the way until I got to the hostel I was staying at, overwhelmed by the hustle and bustle of the city. That first night in Boston, though, my dream changed. Instead of being in the distance, pointing to the northeast, Abuelita turned to face me and walked over to me, hugging me tightly. I could even smell the soft floral scent of her cactus blossom oil she enjoyed wearing. She whispered to me, Sit seculus manette, lux netis conservet, before letting go and smiling. It's Latin, she mentioned before the dream ended and I woke to the sun cutting through the curtains, warming my face. It filled me with hope. But that is the only happiness I found here for a bit. The first week I looked into joining medical school, people laughed at me. They gave me the rudest of comments of, brown women don't get into school, or I would just get the cold shoulder. After the constant rejections from medical schools, I felt it'd be better to learn from doctors themselves. Once again, I got one rejection after another. The fourth doctor I spoke with, however, told me to look into an apothecary in Chinatown. I went and met Li Jing, the owner, who showed me kindness I haven't received since arriving to town. Speaking with her, she realized that an apothecary wouldn't be the best fit for me. So she introduced me to Dr. Joseph Han, the only Korean doctor in Boston. In him, I found a kindred spirit. He understands the hardships I have felt so far in the city and took me under his wing as an apprentice slash assistant. He opened up his home and his family to me, and I can't thank him enough. I have learned so much following him these last couple weeks, and I am excited to see what else I am to learn. I also became fast friends with his daughter Agnes, who is about to start her last year of college. She has been more than happy to show me around the city when I have been able to get away from work. She is quite obsessed with the occult, despite being a complete skeptic. It is getting close to time where I need to meet Dr. Han at the office for the day, so I'll leave this here. As much as I am learning here, I can't help to think what will happen if and when I run into this Red Death. The future is full of possibilities, and I cannot wait to greet them. Until my next post.